0: Welcome to episode three hundred and eleven of the Overlook Hour. I am your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me, rimmed with excitement, because it is the episode of his favorite band, Russell John the Fisherman. I hate three eleven.
1: Why? I grew. I had a neighbor. They
0: rock. Who dude. loved them, and he had
1: a three eleven shirt. With so, other than three eleven, he loved Grey Aliens <laughs> and. He had a, he, he would rock. I feel like that goes hand in hand. He, he would, dude, he had a 311 shirt that was just a gray alien head. And he wore it all the time. Actually, he was kind of Cobra adjacent. But he also rocked a haircut that we would call the Spolet because mm-hmm. it was a spiked hair look, you know, uh, two years prior. Yeah. But he just kept growing it out. So the hair in the back, he couldn't spike it up. So he had like but two inches. Yeah. Like two inches high. Like spiky spike. Yep. And then he had uh, Theo Vaughn in the back. It was embarrassing to walk around with them. He also wore raver pants, too. What are raver pants? Like bell bottoms, but much bigger. You don't remember those? Like
0: Jinko jeans.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, Jinko Gino. Jinko Gino. Yeah. And he, he was also one of those dudes that would wear, like, a Deftone shirt, and he'd be like, hey, what's your favorite Deftone song? He'd be like, I don't know. You're like, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, Change. We some... There we go. That was Randy Michael Stat, who I was about to throw to see what their favorite Deftone oh, song was. Oh, my God. It's There's a pretty some- hack
2: choice, but yeah, Change in the House of Flies is a great track.
1: Now, you got to go uh, earlier than that, when they were kind of like a metal band, new metal band. What are they That's now? what I'm saying. I'm hack. Uh, they're like post-rock, very like melodic. I don't know. I'm not, I don't dig it. I don't like the vocals. After their bassist died, I was out.
0: <laughs> He's the one that died, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Scott? I forget his name. <laughs> Randy, Michael, how are things going on in Atlanta,
2: Georgia today? Uh, it's going all right. Uh, instead of hot Atlanta, we're looking at cold Atlanta this morning as it is. Uh, it's 2 p.m. here and it's only 34 degrees. Whoa. We have- had a little bit of snow, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this morning it was like 25, I think, when I went outside this morning. And it said feels like 18 or something. So it's <laughs> a little chilly.
1: Dude, Hakeem Olajuwon down there. You're you're living the California nightmare weather.
2: Dude, I'm uh I'm liking it. I'm liking uh wearing layers and throwing on a you know couple sweaters and a thermal and just walking in a uh, 20 degree weather to go get coffee.
1: You know, <laughs> sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> wearing an ascot, a backwards hat. Like uh, yeah, you look great, Randy. Thanks.
2: Amber is the color of my energy, so that's probably why. <laughs>
0: Also joining us is Oksana of Osachi.
3: Randy just named the only 311 song I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> was I that 311? That, no,
1: that was Deftones. <laughs> what? No, it's 311. It was
0: 311? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what's happening anymore. What did you listen to in that era? Neither. Neither I, one of those. I remember. It's ska. I went through a, went through a brief ska phase, <laughs> but, but I need to be very specific here. Are we ready? It gets worse. Uh huh. Christian ska. Oh, that's better. So, so it was uh, Orange County Supertones, Five Iron Frenzy, Orange County, the Orange County Supertones. Were they from L.A.? Well, Orange County's south of L.A. Yeah. So yeah, it's close. I don't to believe
2: they're Christian, but I think
0: the Mighty <laughs> Mighty
2: Bosstones just
0: broke up. <laughs> yeah, didn't get into that. Didn't get into real big fish.
3: Three Eleven's still touring. Oh my God!
0: Now I will tell you, I was more into Finger Eleven than Three Eleven. Do <laughs> you remember them? I do. Yeah, they had that one song, one thing. <laughs> if I traded it Oh if I gave it
1: all oh, oh, wait oh. for one thing, <laughs> did they have like a rim shot in that? It feels like one of those like hippie bonfire songs. Like. It was a hippie
0: bonfire song. Yeah, I remember. I when I was uh, a senior in high school. I was the PA announcer for the baseball games, <laughs> and I also played music in between. Really? I played that song. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! People did not enjoy. Did you get like complaints
1: when
4: you? Yeah. Would play? Oh, dear.
1: yeah. Also, <laughs> I remember that was.
0: <laughs> you remember the Alfie remake with, um, uh, Jude Law? Oh, Alfie. They remade Alfie was a film with Michael Caine in the 60s. No, no and idea. And they remade it in 2003 with Jude Law. You t- and, the, and Mick Jagger released a song <laughs> that was a single on that soundtrack, and I thought it was the coolest song ever. I also played that song. Oh, people did not enjoy that. And I, was, I, just, I said, all right, I'll just keep playing CCR. Man, you said <laughs> Alfie, and I thought A Christmas Story, and then I thought Alf. And I was like, "Which of those would they have remade?" No, Alfie. It's the story of like a playboy. He was like a he was like a chauffeur, and he fucked a lot of ladies. Oh, cool! No. <laughs>
3: How's his Cockney accent?
0: Whoa! Well, his cock <laughs> was fine. His knee couldn't tell you. Seemed pretty flexible. Accent? Accent British. Oh.
1: <laughs> so superior. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. How are y'all feeling post uh, Lookies sixth annual? Great, so good. <laughs> y'all are so low energy. What are you better still than ever? Over? You're you're all hung over from the post party. I'm sure. Yeah, dude, it was crazy.
0: Charlie flew around naked. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Clark. He was smoking toad venom. Yeah, Randy you heard about this. You uh, you heard about this?
2: <laughs> I've seen a headline. I haven't uh, read any articles, but. Um, I don't know. I I assume it's a psychedelic thing.
0: Yeah, Russell. You know you are a resident yeah, drug expert it. here.
1: Uh, it's recommended that you only do it one to two times ever. Really? Yeah. It's so life changing.
0: Well, that that seems like the perfect drug for me.
1: Yeah. It it also it says that uh people claim that they feel like they've been rebirthed into a a pure ocean and that um everything like you know it's the same thing with psychedelics where you get to look at yourself from um. Out of body. Has anyone died from smoking? I venom? don't think so. Uh, honestly, it sounds like a fucking Joshua Tree resort drug. Well, it right sounds now.
0: better than fentanyl.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the disparity right now. If you have money, you can smoke toad venom. I if you don't, venom. I don't know, but everything sounded like some bougie lame ass trip to like you know south of the border to go to some resort and hang out and get, get some get shaman. Venom. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, but I mean. So it's, I mean, I imagine, like, they've been doing this in areas where there are venomous toads. (laughs) I mean, wasn't there a, uh,
2: wasn't toad licking a thing that they, like, made fun of on Family Guy, like, 15 years ago, too? Yeah. Isn't it, like, the same thing?
3: Not that part, but I thought that you were supposed to lick them, not, like, squeeze out their...
0: No, but I imagine in indigenous countries where they've got, you know, venomous toads running around, like, you use the resources of your (laughs) land. So I imagine they've been smoking toads forever, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm not
1: judging you. I'm just saying I saw you at the post party with your shaman, and you look like you're having a good
0: time. Let me tell you something. I think I would enjoy having a shaman. (laughs) Just the shaman on the side? Well, a shaman and a guru are different. You're more of a guru guy. Am I? Yeah. No, guru, mm -mm, no, because I think shamans are more, they seem more genuine to me. Oh, for sure. Gurus, they're out there fucking. Did you ever see the movie Guru? Or what was it? The Love Guru. The Love Guru. Yeah. (laughs) That looks like a
1: movie you'd have a poster to.
0: Nah, see, gurus, gurus are, they're slimy, man. (laughs) You know, it's like Bikram. I don't need Bikram going around there with his little, you know, three-inch dick fucking everything. What?
2: What is your shaman for though? I feel like a shaman is there for a purpose. I
1: think you're just talking about a life coach <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. A therapist.
0: Yeah. What does a shaman do? He guides.
1: Also, I have to uh
0: shout out to It's like a life caddy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when I'm out there on the on the back nine of life, I need a life caddy. And he's going to tell me which clubs of truth to bring out of the bag.
1: <laughs> He'll hand you the right cigarette to smoke.
0: I I Uh-oh. keep flip-flopping on whether I want what I want. I I'm at a crossroads with that. At
1: at like one road leads to absolution and you're done or I've
0: never quite smoked an entire pack in the uh, in a day. Uh-oh. Goals, man. I've come fairly close, but it's I don't know if that's something I need to do. YOLO. <laughs> Yellow. We'll bring
1: that back. No, but, you know, I have a confession. While Randy was getting wasted with the ladies, and while you were smoking toad venom, and uh, I don't know, Oxon, what were you doing in the post-party? <laughs> All right, good enough. And, uh, <laughs> I was reading um, some Purge fan fiction sent to me by Chad Lott of Scary Thoughts. Uh, Chad, thank you. That was incredible. Um, our, one of our favorite uh, new directors, Dasha, from uh, Scary Thoughts and the director of- Why do you refuse to say her last name? Because I don't remember it. <laughs> and I don't want to slaughter it with Oksana sitting right we next to me. We have an Eastern
0: Block translator. I know. All right, Oksana.
1: <laughs> Necrosova. Here yeah, I'm not, I'm not even trying that. Necrosova, it's easy. Also, Dash is a good name. It's identifiable. You don't need a last it's name. It's also close movie.
0: to Necromancer. Oh,
1: God. Okay, Dasha Necromancer. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she did a uh, Purge fan fiction that I promised I would send you, and I just realized I didn't. It's fantastic, and it's short. And it opens with her therapist recommending that she
0: purges this year. <laughs> now, was, is this done in a screenplay format? No,
1: it's on a blog. Okay, there are like a bunch of people who like submitted. Uh, my purge was what it was called. Mm. Hers is incredibly funny. Um, I think you two. I, I actually think you and Randy would really like it. I read it out loud to Oksana. That's how short it is. Okay, it's funny. It's yeah, it's great. I don't know. I didn't do anything else this week. Do You want to waste any more time? I mean, we've been wasting time for six years now, baby. <laughs> dude, did you, did you all like the, the art I did, the photo shoot with David Lynch? Did, nobody commented on, I finally designed an award for the lookies. The bull? No, yeah, it's the golden minotaur, dude. Yeah, a little too satanic. No, it's at the middle of the labyrinth, dude. We're deep. We're the overlook hour. So we're going into the hedge maze, which really is the labyrinth of the uh, nuclear family. I'm going to have to consult with my... <laughs> shaman on us all right uh, do they have an app for that where they they assign you a shaman somewhere in the country find my shaman yeah what what is the app that you abandoned uh better health or something.
0: better help a better help correct better mental health let me tell you something my goal is to find better help okay i'm saying all
1: right well um there goes that sponsorship (laughs) yeah they were knocking on
0: the door right now we had to turn them away um, you use promo code Randy with a hard R oh <laughs> for your fifteen percent off.
1: Also, and uh, you know, th- thank you to everybody who uh, reached out after that episode. It was fun talking to people about it. I- I'm surprised people were like kind of shocked it was two hours long. Don't these episodes normally go two hours now? Like, are they like? I an feel hour like they're hour.
2: longer usually.
1: Yeah, I feel
0: like one. I feel like the lookies we did with you remember we used to break up i feel like we broke them up yeah we did with keegan the well with keegan and um charlie no what was uh the programmer in los angeles oh and brett brett he wasn't i think he just came on for a regular episode no no no, he didn't that was a lookies oh yeah And i feel like that was correct me if i'm wrong two weeks long i think (laughs) so i think we did them both yeah yeah, yeah uh, Brett
1: is now with Agfa, and um, I think Keegan. Yeah, he got out of the film game smartly, as the the film community out here in Bay Area is crumbling. But we're gonna bring it back.
0: Yeah, so he. Ran I'm, I'm gonna away. talk
1: a little bit about it later too. All right, should we bring our guest in? Let's do it. All right, I know he's he's anxious to come in.
0: Good morning. It's January twenty nine. 2022, and it's a Saturday.
4: Uh. All aboard <laughs> the fun work train for day one of weekend projects. And hopefully, we'll be traveling through very interesting territories. And as I always say, don't forget the dining car
0: (laughs) where they're serving really great coffee. Hell yeah. With breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What? And
4: the observation car (laughs) should be some beautiful scenery out there.
1: Everyone <laughs> have a great day. Oh my god.
0: Oh as he walked through the door he turned to dust. <laughs> I mean I I had always figured oh I had always figured that David Lynch was a fan of recycling. <laughs> but not to this level. Dude. Where it's just recycled material every weekend. I read on
1: a forum that he started listening to the show and that he's very angry about your impersonation. So I think he's trying to punish us now.
0: Because he knows it's superior <laughs> to him. And so now he's having an existential crisis.
3: because right. He
0: doesn't even know who he is anymore because I embody him more than he embodies himself. Randy, your thoughts?
2: Uh, no thoughts on that, but I did check in with David earlier this week and he was thinking about
1: the recording artist Jewel. Okay, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> what he had an extra one that he just gave you over the phone
2: yeah I, uh we skyped and um yeah it had a very nice background it looked like the sun was either setting or rising i couldn't remember what time of day it was
1: all right and of course for those who don't know david lynch director of the video short boat and out yonder he uh very prolific and we love him also uh, i'm going to take this opportunity to introduce a new segment i know clark this is You're going to be so excited for this. Are you ready? What is this? Uh, This segment is going to be called our mistakes (laughs) because we've got a lot of them, and we need to address ongoing thing.
0: We need to address them. I think about this every week. (laughs) I'm like, well, we need to talk about that. All right.
1: So first off, I want to answer a um, uh, a note I got. Uh, episode 203 has audio problems 203 <laughs> mu- <203? laughs> the music Jesus. the music is playing over us talking in the intro uh randy <laughs> explain oh <my>
2: God. <laughs> i don't know maybe i didn't fade the track out the track's not that long though so I actually, yeah
1: I, re- I actually remember clark being very upset about this i want anybody who's now venturing into our back catalog get ready there's a lot of that. I I you know we do record. I mean, we're not live when like you're not hearing this live. But we do do one shot. We do this one we live to record. Yeah. So, I mean, it's part of the time hey, we also live to record. We it's very true. Um another mistake, mistake number 2. Uh during the lookies, I gave a uh golden minotaur to Jasadi, our East Bay cinematographer friend who has been busy at work working on the film fest uh, and uh Uh, now I did have a conversation with him at one of our meetings where he, he claimed that our email address wasn't working. Well, of course, none of us believed him. And then we all checked it and it (laughs) hasn't been working. I've, I've been literally asking, I go ahead. I'll pause so you can yell at the podcast. Okay. Now, man, I, uh, I messed up there. We've been giving you an address. I think it's even in our every episode show notes that has not worked for who knows how long so we have a new email address oksana what is it
3: <laughs> Overlookhour at gmail.com
1: we don't even care apparently we just, it's just overlook hour is it podcast is there a the or podcast in it
3: no i cut the fat
1: all right so just overlook at gmail.com correct yes Okay, from now on, when I need uh, you to chime in, I'm talking to you, the audience, to help me and Clark get along so we can move past whether uh, snow is CG or not, overlook at gmail.com. It's 100% CG. It's real. Overlook Weird hour. Inside. They didn't pile up fake CG snow on the curb. You... <laughs> It's fine. No, no. uh, The amount of dumb in (laughs) your brain. Here, you know, honestly, I can't engage in this argument. It was settled by Josadi, and he got an award for it. So it's put to bed. You're right. It was CG. Lastly, um, the last mistake of our newest and probably reoccurring segment of uh, mistakes. (laughs) um, This is going to air on February 1st, and February is an important month to us. We do a film fest that's all about found footage. We might have talked about it on here before, called the Unnamed Footage Festival. And in February, we love to do a thing called Found Footage February. Well, in uh, prep for this show, I, you know, I talked about this two weeks ago where I like to do the TBR report movie right before we record. Well, Tom sent me two. So I was like, uh, and honestly, I can't blame him because I didn't even have enough time to watch one. Um. So there's going to be no TBR this week and found footage February. Also, I haven't watched the found footage film that I can talk about on here, and I don't think anybody else is. So, swing and a miss for found footage February. We'll we'll make it up. I promise you. Um. Did anybody else want to jump in with a mistake that we have? (laughs) So many. I know. I know you have a list in your pocket. Do you want to do that next week?
0: I mean, 95% of the things <laughs> that come out of your mouth need to be fact-checked.
1: That's true. That is true. And that's why we hired two producers, but... Yikes. I know. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you vetted them. That's your fault.
0: That's not true. It. You put up the Craigslist ad. That is not true. One, <laughs> we needed out of absolute desperation, and he has been a saint to this show, and frankly has been, you know the the book binding Mm -hmm. and the other just showed up (laughs) (laughs) and one of them you
1: fired oh yeah call back to over 200 episodes over
0: 300 300, it's exactly (laughs) it was exactly 300 episodes ago today because it was episode 11 where he had his meltdown yeah and if you want to hear that you have to actually go
1: on Podbean. i don't know why it doesn't share on every podcaster but if you go to like if you scroll through our catalog, it cuts off at some point. And we know about the quality <laughs> issues in episode 11, okay? <laughs> no, please. Now that we have a new email, hey, send all the complaints. I'll fucking read them. It'll be great. I will not. That's You never do. Anyway, uh, that's our newest and best segment. Mistakes we've made.
0: Yikes.
4: Starting could- the show
2: was
0: a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Is it time for Randy Michael?
4: I think it is, unless you guys got something else.
1: No. Do you want me to list more mistakes? I could think of some.
2: No, I just, uh, I forgot that we didn't have a TBR report, so I wasn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) But uh, a movie that I did watch is a movie that could be found on VOD now called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Fuck yeah. Um, Directed by Junta Yamagachi. This is where Clark says, bless you.
1: God bless you. I would have said Tamagotchi. (laughs) Tamagotchi,
4: And uh, this is a uh, a
2: 70-minute movie that I just found out is completely shot on an iPhone. Uh, It's done pretty much in the style of like a one-shot, though you can kind of see where they make the cuts, but they hide them pretty well, I would say. Um, but it is a very fun um, sci-fi comedy. Uh, essentially, there is this dude who owns a cafe, uh, and he lives above it in a you know, little apartment or whatever. And um, he goes up after working one night, and he has a computer screen in his room. Um, and then on the computer screen, he sees himself. And uh, he starts having a conversation with himself, and he finds out that the monitor in his room is showing him what is happening in the future, but only two minutes in the future. So after that, he goes downstairs and then looks into the monitor that is in the cafe and uh, essentially does the exact same thing that he just saw himself do. Um, And it, it definitely ups the ante towards uh, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the movie um, in a very interesting way. But, um, yeah, it's uh, I really, really dug this. It's very fun. Um, you can tell that there's just like a lot of enthusiasm uh, from like the crew and the cast, and uh, it just felt like you know they had a really cool idea that they felt that they could execute pretty well with an iPhone, and I think it's done super well. Um, it is very funny for sure. Um, yeah, if you like good, it's almost like if Primer wasn't so self serious and was actually funny and was Japanese.
0: That's all I ever wanted out of Primer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I like Primer, but yeah, this is like much more enjoyable than than that movie. But uh, yeah, it's like a pretty smart like sci-fi thing. They do a lot of fun stuff in it, and uh, yeah, I think it's like a five dollar rental on VOD platforms currently.
0: Love it. Now, did this director ever uh, ever uh, you know uh, hit his wife? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the reference. Uh, Your boy Primer guy beat up. Oh, that's right. Thank you so much. Who is Primer Guy? Shane Carruth. Okay. I've never seen Primer. He also did another movie. Shane Carruth uh, hit his wife. Ray Carruth killed his wife. Oh. Don't know who that is. (laughs) Because you weren't a fan of football in the
2: mid-1990s, dude. Nor am I now. (laughs) Um, Last thing, this movie, if you liked um, one cut of The Dead... This movie feels very similar. Um, it's just like yeah, it's just got really fun filmmaking and uh, yeah, it's not too serious. Like One Cut of the Dead was a, a zombie picture and I don't really give a shit about zombie movies, but super enjoyed seeing that one and uh, yeah, this one's kinda kinda up the same alley.
1: Yeah, I don't give a shit about zombies either. <laughs> what one about- Cut of the Dead's
2: very fun though. I you know, I One have- Cut of the Dead's great.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched it. I bought a uh, DVD with the great slip cover, and I have it on a pile of movies that I intend to watch. And who knows how long it will be there? Do you prefer slip covers or slip knots? Uh, I'd like a combination. I'd like a steel book of slip knot. Oh, you know what? I actually do have a slip knot slip cover with Officer Down. Beautiful yeah, sh- Blu-ray, yeah. <laughs> Also reached out to, to the clown from Slipknot to be on the show because I really wanted to talk to him about that movie. Never got back. You were one of 19 people Yeah, that's all that theatrically. <laughs> Oxana was one of the others. Congrats. I had guys. a great time. It was good.
3: It made like $600 theatrically or something. Dude,
1: I've never felt like my money has like, actually made an impact until I saw <laughs> Officer Down at an empty Roxy Theater. A little bit, Hell yeah. yeah. It was uh, big, I think, right? It was a big thing. It was an empty big?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Dang. People fucking missed out. It was good, too. I've been meaning to watch that because I like that actor, uh, Kim, uh, what's his name? Coates. John Kim U. Coates. I like Kim Coates. All right. Randy, anything else, son?
2: Yeah, I watched a couple things um, at virtual Sundance uh, this past week. Um, the first one I'll mention is called Emily the Criminal... Uh, directed by John Patton Ford, features starring Aubrey Plaza and Gina Gershon and uh, some other people who I'm not familiar with. Um, But yeah, this movie is kind of a uh, a movie about the gig economy and how kind of shitty it is and how if you're a uh, person with student debt and you potentially have a uh, criminal past, it's very hard for you to get any sort of job besides like maybe delivering food for uh you know uber eats or whatever um <laughs> it's a it's a very very good aubrey plaza role um i think between this and black bear she's really doing sort of uh interesting roles it's a and it's a good kind of like character study and uh yeah it's a good one i i i assume this one will probably get picked up if it's not picked
1: up already. Oh, I don't know. Audrey Plaza is such a mixed bag for me. I thought she uh, turned the tide with uh, Child's Play for you. I did. I liked her in it. But honestly, I'd rather see her direct a movie because I think she as like a human is really interesting. But like her roles, she's kind of like typecasted. The thing I liked about Child's Play was she was just kind of playing like a modern single mom. Which I thought was kinda cool. Yeah. But normally she's kinda like a snarky pretty girl, which is a role I like in movies, but I don't know, she gets kinda cast in like heady indie films who are confronting um social dilemmas. And it's like, I don't no, I don't I don't need that. I'd I'd be interested, dude, like
0: wouldn't you watch a movie she made? Well, I feel like she's like a I don't know, is she like an incel queen? Uh <laughs> queen of incels, or is she an incel herself in the queen of the incels. I feel
1: like I don't know. I think that you have to be a her. Twitch streamer to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cause if you go on
1: there, there's a lot of
0: uh Or maybe 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 not even incels. We I mean first of all, we overuse that word, but you know, nerd culture. She's big in that word.
1: I don't know. I don't hear a lot of it. Honestly, I think uh uh what's her name? Um Hunger Games Bitch. She's like Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence or Randy's girl, I think is like a nerd queen. Olivia Munn. Uh, dated. She's, she's like actually a nerd though, too, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, not no, actually a nerd, but well, I don't she know.
0: She took a gig at the G4
1: network or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, that was a different era. That was like you could only watch game communication on TV.
0: Yeah, but I think once she, you know, was banging around Aaron Rodgers, that kind of took Yeah, it kind of.
1: No, I'm talking like Scarlet Joe. I think she's the like top nerd queen.
3: So aubrey Plaza might have directed a TV movie called "Fucked" that has no information on. Oh, really?
0: But you huh. watch your language. <laughs> it's
3: on the internet. I
1: mean, yeah, it's a TV movie. I was looking up there and I just saw a bunch of TV because she had directed two. Two. I can't even read that monitor; it's too far away. But yeah, TV shows. I'd watch a TV movie. Sh- what network would air a movie called "Fucked"? It's got to be Lifetime, right? <laughs> Lifetime. Is it Lifetime? Is Definitely that a network? not Lifetime.
2: Adult Swim, maybe.
1: No. See, if it was Adult Swim, I'd be out. If it was Lifetime, I'd be in.
3: I don't even know if this really exists. It's like it's got nothing except for a year. Oh,
1: shit. Let's make a faux doc about it. And I don't
3: know how to <laughs> search for mm-hmm. it. it.
1: Sounds like the O network. <laughs> oh, no. No, dude, that's, that's the beginning of our faux doc. It's like, hey, we, we have a really lame conversation about Audrey Plaza. And then we look at her IMDb, and there's a movie she's credited as directing, but it, there's no trace
0: of it.
3: Also, it's Aubrey.
0: It's Aubrey? Yeah. Yes. What have you been saying? Audrey. No. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, there we go.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> as I said,
0: we got to fact check every word uh, that right. comes out of your mouth. You go ahead and take this one.
1: We'll do uh, mistakes round two. Apologize for me. No, Russell's I, an <laughs>
0: idiot. <laughs> Randy, no. what else are you saying in Sundance, son? Uh,
2: the last one that I saw uh, before the one that we will talk about later um, is the new Riley Stearns film called Duel. Oh, man. Uh, with Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. I really like this. I think it's probably the my favorite thing that I saw out of the four that I saw. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a near future type of movie. It feels uh, kind of Yorgos lanthimos mm-hmm. um, in the way that people talk and you kind of get a lot of this in um, his previous movie, the art of self-defense. So it definitely feels kind of like um, it definitely feels like a Riley Stearns film, but it also kind of has a, a different vibe that feels a little bit more like a, a Yorgos, but um, essentially this movie, um, Karen Gillan's character, Sarah Finds out that she is like terminally ill, and the doctor pretty much says like, "Hey, it's like a ninety nine percent chance that you're going to die." Uh, but in the future that this movie takes place, um, you can clone yourself so that the people that you know are going to lose you have something to be uh, comforted with, and kind of like you can still live on. Um, but if, say, the person who uh, was the original one of these two people. Uh, doesn't end up dying, then um, you have to fight to the death. So she oh. ends up uh, meeting up with Aaron Paul, who plays Trent, and Aaron Paul is uh, her trainer. Um, so this is where it really started to feel like the art of self-defense, because like the whole, probably like second act of this movie is her kind of like training. And uh, Aaron Paul is really, really good in it, too. Um, yeah, I won't say too much more, but that's kind of like the main plot that sets
1: up the story. Is Aaron Paul your favorite Paul brother? Definitely,
0: yeah. <laughs> Isn't Karen Gillum, like, way taller than Aaron Paul? Maybe. I think it's called forced, not... forced she... perspective to make Paul. people <laughs> look she's the same size. A tall lady, and he's not a tall fellow. Is this a fear of yours? No,
1: I'm into it. I figured you would be. I like a tall lady. I mean, if you're not, then you're kind of, like, fucked.
0: Okay. First of all, I don't <laughs> language. When I listen back to the lookies, I curse too much, we curse too much. We need to clean it up. All right. It's a crutch. I mean I'm we're pretty still clean. Gonna- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Not man.
1: your blood though. Here's the thing. If uh, we're still gonna be under explicit, so who cares?
0: No, I'm trying that's to get true. A- I'm trying to get that, you know, that family money, dude.
4: Oh, okay.
2: You're trying to go Jim Gaffigan, dude?
4: Yeah, man.
0: Friends and family. No, I'm trying to get that cocoa melon money. You don't know what cocoa melon is? No. All right. Well, in 37 years, when y'all finally decide to have a child, you're going to know what cocoa melon is. Cocoa melon is. Why do you know? Because I I have a niece that Uh, is a small child. I Googled it. It
1: looks awful.
0: Oh, my God. It is (laughs) the worst thing in the world. It's horrible.
1: When I Googled Cocoa Melon, this is not what I expected.
3: I thought it was a lotion or something.
1: I did too. Jeez. I thought it was melon like cantaloupe or something dipped in chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, um, for, for Christmas, I gave my niece a doll of one of the <clears throat> faces of Cocoa Melon, JJ. From your collection? Yes, for my personal collection of, of cocoa melon. That, that's how I'm able to bond with this two year old. <laughs> you're like is that we share a lot of the same um you know things we 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 like the same things, and you know i'm I'm happy to have her in the cocoa melon
1: family. she's wearing a switch Swiss watch right now. That's right. <laughs> what was that called? My Tiso. there you go. Thank you so much there's There's a damn room joke in there. I just can't craft it. no. Tommy Tiso is good. <laughs> I, I like Tommy Tissot very much. If you've got something better than Tommy Tissot, reach out to Overlook at gmail.com.
0: Don't do it. It's not going to get better than
3: it's that. Overlook Hour. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: Damn there it. we go. <laughs> Put Did another dollar in the jar. Make a new
3: one and just make it Overlook. No. I'm sure that's taken.
0: <laughs> what is the name of our show?
1: It's the Overlook Hour podcast. I know because I do all the branding. That's why. It's...
0: Which is troubling. <laughs> i saw two films well i saw three films we'll talk about the third later don't worry about it just rest easy the first film i saw and i watched both of these yesterday okay (laughs) now i since since i was born i have been a new orleans saints fan and the new orleans saints Mean a lot to me. I used to watch the games with my granddad on Sundays growing up. And growing up in the 1990s, the New Orleans Saints were terrible. In the early 90s with Ricky Johnson and all those boys, we had, uh, with the Dome Patrol defense, we had a very good defense, but we had a terrible offense and we were just not good. And then for... You know, my grandfather—he was a New Orleans Saints fan his entire life, going back even before the Archie Manning days. And of course, Archie Manning. Be—I'll get past football talk here in a second, but I'm building a story. You understand?
2: Any so, relation to Eli?
0: Yes, he is Eli's father. Got it.
4: <laughs>
0: no, that's good. So, the New Orleans Saints mean a lot to me. Um, you know, currently, but also, you know. uh, it's 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 deep in there. It's nostalgic to a certain extent. OK, and I, I, I mean, look, that's what sports is, right? Sports definitely you know, dips into that nostalgia. Russell, I know you're a recovering 49ers fan, and, but you certainly understand that aspect of it, right? I think sports
1: uh, it exercises the human need for tribalism and warfare. And uh, I get enough of that at home with you. So I don't watch football anymore.
0: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I got to talk to you about Jeff Garcia. Why he went a little crazy? Would it beat his wife? No, we'll talk about it. Okay. I'm actually I'm on, I'm 100 on Jeff Garcia's side on this thing. The the media. Ooh. Well, I'm
1: ready to start digging out my Niners gear because we're going to the Super Bowl. I feel it. I don't know, man. I hate the Rams
0: and I really do not like the Niners. <laughs> I just want the AFC to win. Doesn't well, then matter.
1: I'll have to get rid of my 500 dollars tickets that I got for us to fly out and go see the game.
0: So in 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 um, 2010, the, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Finally, you know, we we did it, we won. And honestly, you know, um, even when I look back on that day, it's one of the happier moments of my life because the Saints were so bad for so long. Sean Payton came in right after Katrina, cleaned up the franchise, and within a few years, we won the Super Bowl. A few years later, uh the Saints got put on probation and the head coach, Sean Payton, Uh, was not allowed to coach for the Saints for one whole year because of something called Bounty Gate. And what that was was essentially there was a system that the Saints had put into place, uh, set forth by the defensive coordinator at that time, Greg Williams, that was basically a payment system that was um, structured based upon injury that you have inflicted on another team another player of another team so if you hurt someone you got paid and so you put a bounty on them and so therefore they called it bounty gate because we have a very limited um creativity in our journalistic system (laughs) and we always have to put gate at the end of everything thank you richard nixon so sean payton was not allowed to coach for the nfl for one whole year So, he went back home to Texas, where his uh, ex-wife and and children were, and he got involved in his son's uh, junior varsity team, his sixth grade football team, and he was the offensive coordinator for that team. And Netflix, in their infinite wisdom, decided that they wanted to make a motion picture about this story and cast Kevin James. (laughs) As Sean Payton, who doesn't look like Sean Payton's neighbor. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't understand that at all. Truly, from the bottom of my heart, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. (laughs) And because it offends me as a Saints fan, because it offends me as a person who, not every kid's movie has to be a rotten hunk of shit, which is what this is. There is no effort whatsoever. Yes, it's a Happy Madison production. I knew that going in. But my God, is it lazy. They just don't care. Oh, this thing, man almighty. Uh, Truly, truly terrible. Uh, It's just, you know, to take that story... You could have done something out of this. I'm not saying make it a drama. If you want to keep it a kid's film, keep it a kid's film. But honestly, they don't focus on the kids at all. Like, you don't know any of the kids' names. You know, we think about classic children's films that are based upon sports. There's some good ones, man. The Big Green, great movie. I hated soccer as a kid because I was taught that soccer is communism. (laughs) However, The Big Green kind of changed my mind. I'm like, sucker's pretty cool the sandlot classic little giants get out of here little big these are fun kids movies sure they're ridiculous but they're good and they're centered around children this is not centered around children this is centered around kevin james as sean payton and essentially the way they paint this story is that he's never met his child because the child doesn't want to be anywhere near him he's like i don't know you And then at the end, they're like, why don't you come and visit me in New Orleans? Dude, you've been in New Orleans for five years. He's never come? (laughs) He's never met Drew Brees? What the fuck kind of father are you? This is horrible. This is a very, very strange and troubling movie that I... I... This... We need to stop it. This is Home Team? Home Team.
1: And it came out this year? came out yesterday. What the fuck? It I looking at it it looks like some early 2000s relic of like shit I would never
0: watch. So he inherits the worst team in the league and he takes them to the championship. I I I, I guys, I don't even really want to get into like how ridiculous thing is. and like the opposing coach is just the worst character I've ever seen in my life. I will learn how to pronounce that word next week. Essentially, the thing how it ends up is that the other team, uh, um, Rob Schneider shows up. Rob Schneider yeah. plays the husband of Kevin James' ex-wife. Kevin James' ex-wife is played by Adam Sandler's real wife. So all the all the happy, yeah. uh, happy Madison team is in there. The guy from Bad Grandma he plays a referee in one scene. By the way he's looking rough <laughs> he is aged like a bag of milk man who is it who are they what have they done with the the guy from grandma's boy whatever that guy's name is he oh. shows up in every single yeah happy I don't know. madison movie also i know i will say the uh, i did i was able to manage a couple laughs out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's from Gary Valentine. Well, you love Kevin James. Well, I love Kevin James. I, I, and I will continue to love Kevin James. I'm not going to put this on the fault of Kevin James.
3: <laughs> is Adam Sandler's kid in this movie?
0: It's possible.
3: Sonny is who, Brooke? Is that a...
0: I don't know. Sonny Sandler. <laughs> Sonny Sandler. Yeah, I imagine it is his, his kid. Uh, because his wife is in the film. Um, Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine is actually Kevin James' real brother. Gary Valentine shows up in every single Kevin James movie. I like Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine was, um, he was in King of Queens. Okay. And he kind of was uh, buddies with Pat Oswalt. They were roomies together. Do you remember? <laughs> Let's be very clear. The King of Queens is an excellent okay. <laughs> excellent sitcom. It's one of the best situations. I'm
1: waiting for you to name the only actor I care about in this fucking movie. Taylor Lautner. There you go. Is... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, it's He's a just, werewolf. It honestly just seems like he just walked into the set one day, and they were like, "Hey, you're kind of famous. You want to do this?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he does nothing. His role is nothing. Looks like he stopped working out too. I'm really disappointed, Taylor. <sighs> so they get and and Rob Schneider plays a very you know uh, he plays a hippie yoga guy, oh, God. and he gives everybody. Um, what's what's he call them? Nutrient logs, energy logs, or something, and it makes everybody throw up in the fourth <laughs> quarter. They all throw up at the same time, uh-huh. and then everybody in the stands is throwing. Dude, sounds it, like a great movie. It becomes a symphony of throw up. All right, that's uh, and they win the game because they threw me. up everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's just. It sounds like Rob Schneider might be your shaman, dude. Uh the the song they keep playing throughout <laughs> is fun. Uh, we are young by Fun. You know that song from fifteen years ago. The yeah. 311? They got me three eleven. Bring it back. They got to bring some three eleven in. I there. mean, it's just it's truly one of the laziest pieces of garbage I've ever seen in my life. That's and the his fact brand. that you want to take that fr- and, and, and put that on the Saints. One of our hard, one of the roughest times of my life as a sports fan, and you want to bring this garbage to the table. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: Now here's the thing. So what would you rate this out of 5? 0. But why? Because it offended. Out of spite. You. Okay. Now, I feel like you're dipping into my territory because of no technical fault did this movie get a low
0: rating. Oh, there's technical fault all <laughs> over the place. Again, I don't have Okay, you want to, uh, let's talk about one thing. Yeah. Kevin James, Sean Payton goes and checks into a hotel. <laughs> now, of course, Comedy ensues. Be- the guy, the guy running the hotel. Apparently, there's only one guy that works at this hotel, and he's an idiot. And there's like, oh, there's fun here because he's he's cracking hard-boiled eggs at his desk. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And then <laughs> Kevin James stays at the presidential suite. But then, as we learned, there's an executive suite that's more important than the presidential suite. And Kevin James get there, and he's explaining, um, "Hey man, the jacuzzi won't turn off. It keeps bubbling all night." Drain the jacuzzi. There's no, at no point do they talk about taking the fucking water out of the jacuzzi. They just say, let me bring a fan up to counter the noise. (laughs) And Kevin James is like, wouldn't that make noise? Yeah. And then cut to the next scene because we end on a great punchline. Truly, truly, this is terrifying. If this is what our kids are growing up and thinking what sports is, we have no hope. This, movies like this need to be stopped. I'm an Adam Sandler fan. I would defend him. And I would never, I never want to take money away from someone else. But this is destructive. I think you're offended
1: as a comedian, not a sports fan. This is destructive.
0: Something less destructive. For no, uh, again, I was perusing. HBO Go last night, and I came across something that, uh, I don't even know if this is really on my radar. You know, you, you, have, you have a radar, right? Then you have things on outside the perimeter of that radar where you're familiar with, but you never like, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I've ever had the active thought until last night that I should watch this movie. But I did. And I'm sort of proud of myself that I did pull the trigger because this is absolutely something that I would turn on for 5 to 10 to 15 minutes and turn it off immediately. I did not do that with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You should have. (laughs) Now, are you not a fan of this? Um, Is this... uh... Kenneth Branagh. What year? What year did it come out? 1994. No, I've never seen it.
1: I only saw the uh, the biopic about Mary Shelley. Oh yeah, yeah, that one was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> now, this uh, now when did Bram Stoker's Dracula come out? Producers, I imagine. <laughs> I imagine it's 92. around yeah ninety. Okay, so this came out two years after Coppola's. Now that's something I also have never seen because the trailer of that. I remember the trailer of that movie. I'm pretty sure it was well, 92. 90, damn. When did Jurassic Park come out? Oh my 92, God. 92? Was Jurassic Park 92? No. Later. I think like 97? 95? Jurassic Park was not 1997. All or right. Or 95. Jurassic Park was either 91 or 92. Maybe 93.
2: <laughs> uh, Lost World was 97. That's why. <laughs> Randy's a big Lost World fan.
0: What year was Jurassic Park? Ninety three. Okay. So it was not it was not Jurassic Park. Mm. There was a video there was a VHS tape that something we had. And every time I popped it in, the first trailer would show up would be Brom Stoker's Dracula. Horrified me as
1: a oh, child. Oh weird. A lot of people don't like that movie. I really like it. It's got my girl, um, Winona Ryder. It's yeah. got Keanu. It's got Tom Waits. <laughs> Dude's, they don't, and Gary, Gary, old man. Yeah, no, it's great. I like it, but it's got a really hard fantasy edge to it that yeah. might lose you.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, I should give it. I mean, look, I, I, I made it through this. Um, okay. Kenneth Branagh is an interesting guy. I think Kenneth Branagh is. Um, he holds himself in high esteem. I mean, he's done a lot, but like Kenneth Branagh is like never on that list of like, you know, people you think of when you think of, you know, wildly talented actors and directors and screenwriters and, and then, oh, and then there's Kenneth Branagh. And I don't know why. It's not that there's a lack of talent there. I like him, but it's also, boy, does he really like what he's doing. You <laughs> always get a sense of that. And man, whew, some of the scenes in here. Oh. When he is creating the monster, the creature, I have to show you that scene because the the art direction of this and the camera movement, there are times where I'm like, did Joel Schumacher come in for a day and help out because boy, does this look a lot like Batman and Robin? oh, you weird. get you get some of that vibe, and especially um in the third act where we we um where Robert De Niro, who plays uh, the creature, uh, tells Kenneth Branagh, "Meet me at the Sea of Ice," which is a giant iceberg. Um, apparently, there's a uh, interesting tunnel and cave system in this particular iceberg uh, that looks like a slide at some sort of children's amusement park. <laughs> um, having said all this, I didn't hate this. I really did not. Um, this thing is is a grand sweeping gothic epic that is mildly preposterous, if not entertaining. It the runtime's two hours and three minutes. Ooh. I was not bored really with this. Cool, and yeah. I I really like the opening. The opening is um, we I what are we seventeenth century I believe so sixteen hundreds, and so we've got some people. They're on a ship and they're sailing. And guess what? They land on an iceberg and then they get off the iceberg. They're cold. They're trying to tear down the ship to build some wood, to get some wood, to make a fire. And then here comes Kenneth Branagh. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, he's coming. (laughs) And then they let the dogs loose. He's like, they're already dead. And then they try to chase (laughs) the dogs. He's like, they're already dead. And then he's explaining the story. And then we go back in time. Uh Then we go back. Um, to that so essentially um, Ken- now Kenneth Branagh plays Victor Frankenstein Victor Frankenstein is a brilliant doctor Victor Frankenstein is you know he comes from a very wealthy family and he has to succeed in life he's, he's his whole life has been put on a pedestal he's been given the silver spoon but there's opportunity and he's got to go chase that opportunity so he's going to go be a brilliant doctor so he goes to medical school and then he's in medical school. And um, again, I, I really like how this looks. Um, you know, v- v- visually, it's, it's, it's striking. Um, slightly outdated here with some of the set design, but I don't know. I, I think there's a lot to like here. He meets John Cleese at medical school. Now, I will tell you, uh, as we all know, John Cleese is from the comedy troupe Monty Python. I kept looking at this guy in this film, and I kept thinking, boy, does he look a lot like John Cleese. (laughs) But where did those teeth come from? Oh, no. And it was John Cleese, but they did something very strange to his mouth. Not only his teeth, but his mouth. And also, they gave him some cool hair. He looks like Ron White. (laughs) Oh weird! Yeah, and uh, basically John Cleese is doing the same type of thing that Victor Frankenstein is interested in, and that is bringing people back to life. Because Victor Frankenstein lost his mother, and he's like, "Why does this have to be? Why does she have to die? I'm going to fix. I'm going to cure death." Mm-hmm. And but he goes to medical school, and they're like, "Don't do. Don't bring that Hokum in here, <laughs> son." And then he meets John Cleese, and he's like, "I've been working on this as well. You mustn't tell anything." cut to John Cleese's dead. So then he tries to bring John Cleese back to life. And then he takes John Cleese's brain and he takes a bunch of bits and bobs from other people. And then he creates Robert De Niro and then Robert De Niro escapes and Robert De Niro <laughs> learns how to read and write on his own. And he speaks. And next thing you know, Robert De Niro is a road scholar, um, running around looking like, uh, literally I say people look like a catcher's mitt. I mean, he's got the seams. It really does. Like <laughs> here.
1: He's running around hiding under cars. I love it. The,
0: but the scene where he's creating the creature is just insane because Victor Branagh is shirtless. He is oiled up. He's soaking wet again. Looks like he should be in a Joel Schumacher film because he's soaking wet and shirtless running around, pulling on chains. I mean, you could take that scene, put in some Paul Oakenfold and have cool. yourself a raven old time, uh, De Niro's strange in this. I and I don't even know if it's his fault, because the way that he portrays Frankenstein is this: is that he gave Frankenstein a good brain, so Frankenstein is highly intelligent. And but basically, he he turns into Michael Myers in this, and he comes back and he wants to inflict pain on Kenneth Branagh, and I'll tell you, I there was one scene that really shocked me. I did not see that coming. And guess what? Oh, Clerk, you spoil everything. I won't spoil it.
1: Oh, I should have put that in our guess apology what? thing.
0: Wrong. This movie's 30 years old. I'm gonna spoil it. He rips out Hannah, Helena Bottoms Carter's heart, who plays his wife. They just got married. It's their wedding night. Frankenstein's creature shows up, rips out her heart, it's beating in his hand. And he goes, I always keep my promises. <laughs> and he jumps out of the window. That's cool. That got another star. Oh, tight. Th- there's, I mean, <laughs> look, the Rotten Tomatoes thing on this is very low. It's like 35%. <laughs> it's not that bad, man. I, this is okay. No, I, looking
1: at Rotten Tomatoes for films that came out prior to Rotten Tomatoes, is weird because people reviewing them have an agenda. They're going after it. Or I don't something. think this did
0: very well. But, I mean, honestly, it's not terrible.
1: Well, neither did uh, Bram Stoker. Like, people don't love that uh, yeah. Dracula take. Like, most people, like, rip on it is now. it
0: Stoker? Stoker, I don't know. And there we go. Correction number 94. Also, uh,
1: so we can get Clark a little love, um, we should apologize for having uh, duped everyone. Uh, I think we're up to five people who have reached out to me. And I, first, why are you reaching out to me? You reach out to me to complain that we spoiled Scream 5. Now, I realized we did a Scream episode, and we didn't spoil anything. All all the complaints have said, I skipped the Scream episode because I knew y'all would spoil it, so I just went ahead and listened to Adam. In the Adam episode, now I'm going to defend Clark a little bit. We didn't completely spoil it. There was a spoiler, but I do feel like it was kind of a dirty trick we pulled. We didn't address it. I'll apologize for that. But also... Why the fuck are you complaining to me? I didn't spoil it. Okay.
0: DM Clark.
3: Also, it was in the description. Oh, it was? Yeah. That, that who reads talks those? Okay. about scream.
0: Here's my defense. I don't care about you. <laughs> I don't care about your thoughts. I don't care about your actions. What we do on this show is what we do on this show. And then we release it and then it goes away. And I don't really think about the consequences because I don't have to. <laughs> I do what I want to. Which is what I'm doing right now. Number two. We didn't spoil anything. I did what I always do. I always say, well, he's dead now. That's a (laughs) go-to classic Clark little bit. However you want to, whatever context you want to put that in, friend, that is on you. That is not on me. Number three. We were not going to talk about Scream. We did a very good job of not spoiling Scream, <laughs> despite me not caring. This one hundred percent. If you want to put blame somewhere, you put this on the scumbag <laughs> that is known as Adam Stillwell. Yeah, I support. Clark. He should take your hate. He should take your frustration. Yeah, so we'll be doxing
1: him in the show notes for this episode, so you can contact him via email and phone number. Uh, so complain to him. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Break his bird bones. <laughs> the floor is out closed. All right. And then we also saw a, uh, we saw one Sundance. Now I'll tell you, I mean, sure. I was interested in several films that were uh, showing at Sundance. Is it over? We still got time. What's going on? I think It's, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Sundance, we hardly knew ye, but what we did know of you, we've got a couple of things to talk about. Number one, your web design is <laughs> terrible. Yeah, awful. <laughs>
1: Fuck. It was terrible. What is that? I, it was- uh, It
0: made my eyes bleed.
1: Yeah. I felt like it I- It looks
0: like I was looking at a fax machine.
1: In, yeah, 1997. Yeah. <laughs> awful. But I did learn a lot about the uh, Native American tribes that lived in the land prior. Now, that was so, it felt like such a hollow statement that I don't even want to go further with it. But uh, that's a trend, so get used to it. Look, man,
0: (laughs) I'm all for, you know, if you want to do recognition of, of tribes, that's fine. But let me tell you something. A bullshitter knows a bullshitter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that was bullshit, friend. <laughs> so get out of here with that empty crap.
1: It was eat your vegetables before God. De- it was, dessert. God, it, was, it, yeah. it
0: was such pandering garbage. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, we saw a film that we had talked about. Now, did we find this trailer by accident? Yeah, we talked about it on the show the week prior. Yeah. Yeah. And this all happened after we talked to the aforementioned scumbag <laughs> Adam Stillwell and his fear of birds because he is a he is a small child. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's very infantile and he's scared of of, you know, things that are not threatening, like birds. <laughs> so we actually came across hatching um as a trailer. And we were like, "This looks interesting." And then Randy's right, like, "Oh, it's playing Sundance." So we got a ticket, and we watched
1: Hatch. Wait, can I stop you there? Because when we watched the trailer, it looked like some ridiculous horror movie that we would love, and then it's also kind of got that like A24 feel where they're taking it like serious when they you know, wouldn't, they wouldn't have to. yeah, and it was foreign, and it was Sundance. Which of those is the reason Randy watched this movie? Because it was part of the Sundance catalog, because it was foreign, or it had that A twenty four like shine to it.
2: I honestly only watched it because you guys mentioned it and said that it looked cool. Because I did see it in the Sundance uh, lineup while I was looking for things that I might want to see. Is like I don't know, the picture looks kind of cool, descriptions, whatever. But I don't know. You guys mentioned well, that you I saw the trailer, it. and it's like, all right,
0: no, does the team play. He's
2: bullshitting right no,
0: now. No, 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 I, <laughs> no. I no, I no, one hundred percent. Now, I, I disagree with you. I don't necessarily think this has an A24 shine to it. Yeah. Um, I think if A24 got this, they'd recut it.
1: I mostly mean in the way of it's edited. Like, it's slow-paced and kind this, of giving this it a series. This
0: feels more IFC Midnight to me.
1: That's, I think they picked it up, right? It, Did they? No, I'm tripping. I'm thinking of Resurrection.
3: No, I think IFC has it. Okay. Because it already had a release date when we watched the trailer.
1: Well, I mean, they did House that Jack built, which is kind of... Yes, you're right. I think you're correct. This
0: seems yeah. like an IFC midnight to me. Yeah, I withdraw that. Um, okay. what? Where do we want to start with this? Um, the, the trailer was
1: bonkers. It showed a girl find an egg and put it under a giant bear she had. And, and it, it kept growing. And the egg kept growing until it hatched. And, you know... Honestly, there was an intro here, too, at Sundance where the director kind of gave like a light spoiler, which I mean, if you look at anything, there's that kind of spoiler. So this movie's not going to be out for probably another year or actually, I see Midnight. It might be out pretty soon.
3: The end of April.
1: We deal with doppelganger themes here. And uh, I think that's a, a fun jumping off point. It's just the character study that is this weird kind of like Yorgos Lanthimos family. I was getting dog tooth vibes throughout this movie. Mm. I wish it was more dog tooth, but yeah, it was like a little bit more campy. <laughs> yeah, there
0: yeah. there was some camp. There's a lot. There's some camp. This is a strange film. Oh yeah, I enjoy this, but you know, to 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 borrow uh, from uh, one of the starlets that we mentioned a couple weeks ago, Lucille Ball. Ooh. Uh, They got some splaining to do. Oh,
4: my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because... <sighs> okay. All right. We're, I mean, do we want to... Ev- Let's avoid spoilers. The film's not out. I understand that. We won't do that. I will say I was confused by the third act and the finale. Really? I don't mm-hmm.
1: know. It seemed pretty concise. It's just the, the thing I, I really liked about this movie is the interesting application of character tropes. Like, like there's a moment in this movie where a um, male figure seems to intrude in the nuclear system. And he ends up being the coolest character in He's the damn movie. He's the coolest. And it's, it's really <laughs> a conflict you end up with because you're kind of like, oh, this family's going to ruin his life. Yeah, when
0: traditionally he would be the home record. That guy's was awesome. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> I don't understand the third act cuz I don't I don't know I don't know the journey that we went on here.
1: Yeah. It's 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 worth watching for sure. Um also you had a lot of complaints about the wallpaper in this movie.
0: Now, as you said, <laughs> visually from from in a film, yeah. It pops. That's great. I like it. Mm-hmm. If that was my house, I would burn it to the ground.
1: Well, it it actually is kind of addressing the lamest part of this movie, which is like social media people.
0: I'm pro wallpaper. I want I want this to be on the record. Yeah, that wallpaper was terrible.
1: We're doing a uh uh like a comparison between families here, and uh the family that we're our protagonist is a part of is very shallow and hollow. And they operate like a family, but they never act like it. There's no emotional support. The uh, like the wallpaper and all of the furnishing is just kind of like it's like icing on the cake. But I don't know. You kind of get it, which is why I appreciate that. We spend a lot of time in the gym with gymnastics, which I thought was like, I love it yeah. when a movie kind of like shows me a world I would never have looked into. And uh, they don't do much with the gymnast thing, but it is really interesting. When I was in college. Oh, you
0: were were a gymnast? When I was in college. (laughs) uh, Of course, I I, uh, majored in broadcast journalism. So one of my assignments was that my, now my professor, she got real cute, okay? Because it was basically doing sports. We we had a sports program. Uh, It was a, what's it called? P.E.? No. Um, Give me something. Like a network that's not really a network <laughs> <laughs> on a television. Public access. Okay, public access. Uh, yes. Boy. It's like day. what? <laughs> so we had a public access news show, and we would treat that, but we would record it like it was live. Uh-huh. It was not live, but we wanted to treat it as such. And But I had to do a segment. She I've gained- seen one of them. Yeah, me too. Did that one make air? I don't think that one made I think made you can air. find it on YouTube, right? That one did not make air, because, again... Um, it, <laughs> <that> audio issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was terrible. Because I, 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 I had to be a one-man band that day, so I had to do everything. And I did not do everything well. Anyway, um, she gave the fishing segment to the girl, mm-hmm. and she gave the four-year-old to 11-year-old gymnast segment to moi oh is that, so is that I around had, i had to go dude i would love to <laughs> you know watch what that. It, um if you've got a firewire hookup then i think i do then maybe we could get it oh, because dude. it's on a it's on a it should be on my uh memory i've got a drive
1: sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i'm really interested in this
0: story i've got i've got i've probably got some weird stuff on that drive man. dude we should use it for something all right. I, so, I gotta, are you interviewing four year olds <laughs> in this thing, or
1: are you just filming them? Like, I don't. Fucking... I
0: I remembered. I remembered. I uh, interviewed a very cantankerous uh, Russian gymnast coach. Okay, that checks out. And a very cold Eastern Bloc woman. <laughs> uh yeah. I did not like that. I didn't like doing it. It made me very uncomfortable. And <laughs> Were you I remember. Pee? I remember my professor. <laughs> She said, why is everything filmed so far away? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I didn't want to go. That was uncomfortable.
1: What a weird critique. Were you doing like long shots the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, what, what the fuck? <laughs> I was a terrible journalist. You're doing some like TD cut folly
0: shit where you're hiding oh, in man. the corner of the room. So I say all that to say I'm very familiar with uh, gym culture. Okay. <laughs> So I was in my home during this film. I don't know, man. I the more we talk about it, the more I like it, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's just when we got to the end, I was just confused. Yeah, which I guess is confused about. And again, I saw it coming to a certain extent because yeah. it's it's to to one part of it, but then when there was a yeah yeah yeah. Oh well, I think it's a know, child
1: here. One of what you know, I should have a. Uh, it's a child. I should have a stinger for it. Where um again, uh themes of doppelgangers oh, is this, and mirrors. Oh,
0: is this about It's about like a, Randy, do we have a do we have a thing where you can bleep what I'm about to say? <laughs> what, what? Yeah, I could do it in post. Cause this could be cause this could be a spoiler territory. And I I, th- <laughs> I feel bad for spoiling an unreleased film. <laughs> yeah, I could do it after. I don't have it now. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one sentence and I want you to bleep it out. Alright. Here we go. Is this about Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't I think don't that's think a spoiler. So. Leave that in. <laughs> that would make sense.
3: I don't. I don't think so.
1: I don't. I don't. I mean, it is literally a uh, thing that comes up in that movie, but it's it's a misdiagnosed uh, moment, if you remember. It is kind of about like a uh, distance between. I know, people. but I know, but I I still think it is because well, she's of that age. Well, evolving women and just like a girl. to Like, I think all those themes are in here. We had a meta- we have a metamorphosis to a certain extent. We'll also, remember that uh, mom's a vlogger who has a very shallow, you know, her her most important thing about her whole life is her appearance, like how she looks on the outside. And her daughter is trying to live up to that. The daughter's
0: great. Yeah, she she's really mm-hmm. good. I want to be very clear. The mom is banging. Okay, <laughs> y'all was hating on my girl. Saw that coming. I didn't like her. I like I her. the mom. No, well, she likes was hot.
3: Controlling bitch. I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. she was hot. <laughs> Makes sense.
1: <clears throat> yeah, she was mean. I I thought you would be rooting for the dad who plays guitar while... Oh, <laughs> are, um, we- <laughs> are we are we
0: talking about uh, European Tom Arnold? Were you...
1: I'm curious <laughs> the index of words you were flipping through up there that you decided you shouldn't say. Well,
0: because I, I couldn't remember what country we were in, okay. so then I just went to European. I thought
1: you were going to call him like King Cuck or something and like... <sighs> He's a cuckold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some life goals there. God, that guy.
0: But, I mean the cooker
1: (laughs) he was a cool guy man (laughs) man. and so mom's a vlogger dad's a uh (laughs) fucking i don't sad sap you know the thing is i don't know if he was
0: unhappy with his position the son though oh my god the little boy i i don't know if i have hated a child actor (laughs) more outside of all the kids in home it's yeah. been a rough week for kids in film for me this uh, this week. Well, Randy, what what did you think about it?
2: Uh, I I dug it for the most part. I liked the effects in the movie for the yeah. most part. Which I don't know if you watched the Q and A afterwards, but uh, a lot of it was practical.
0: No, we watched the Q and on. We <watched>, went <we're laughs>
3: on,
1: dude.
0: Yeah, it, again,
1: the thing we're tiptoeing <laughs> tiptoeing around here is the uh, the egg and when it hatches, like what happens there. I will say. I didn't expect something so uh, horrific to come out of it originally. I yeah, look, same. Gnarly looking. And mm-hmm. it, it, incredible. I, I thought it was very cool. Yeah. And so, also, we see a lot of it.
4: Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and it doesn't hurt the film. Normally, when you have a monster on camera up close like that a lot, it you know you start to lose effect. This one was grotesque. Uh, I don't know. This one's a trip. I'm going to buy it when it comes out. I liked to, it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think
2: I'll bump it up. It's weird enough to be interesting, but I can't say I loved it. But yeah, I mean, I, I dug it for the most part. I really actually dug the wallpaper. Like, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have it in my room either, but I thought it looked cool in this movie. And I don't know. I like the, the stuff that was shot more in like low lighting. Some of the like really bright footage looked kind of like it was shot in, on an iPhone. Speaking of the other movie I, I watched this week. But yeah, I mean, it was
1: it was decent um one thing again this might be a light spoiler it's really just a trope of horror cinema that i think they did a really good job of playing with here this movie gives off like kind of like a false slasher vibe to it and you keep expecting this creature to act kind of like a werewolf or like you know murder all the uh antagonists surrounding our lead and this movie does a great job of everybody who you want to die they don't And it is such an interesting conversation to have with the audience where, you know, in horror films, you kind of end up rooting. It's like, oh, these teens are fucking. Or like, this guy's smoking toad venom. Kill him. (laughs) And it's like when it doesn't happen and we're kind of like stuck with our nuclear family. I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of stuff to like think about with this film. Again, I do love how you branded it as an IFC midnight movie, though. I think I'm going to stick with that where it's like A24 IFC because IFC is just a little bit lowbrow. Like it's a like those movies just couldn't be A twenty four. Yeah. And I honestly I kinda like that area.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. Too. Like, I've enjoyed many a uh, uh IFC Midnight film. Yeah, you kinda roll the dice with IFC Midnight. Yeah, but with A twenty four. There's 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 a there's a edginess or crustiness <laughs> to it. Yeah. Where you, <laughs> uh,
3: also you totally What's wrong, wrong with
0: crust? What?
3: I mean, crusty and crust are different Wrong. visuals dude uh,
1: randy's a crust punk so he gets it <laughs>
3: <Gosh>. <laughs> So you you absolutely roll the dice with a24 movies too
1: yeah but it's different a24 you kind of know what you're walking into
3: mm.
0: i mean it, to an extent a24 yeah. hasn't hit their their um brand on every film
1: no they haven't because
0: the thing is is like there are way more a24 films than you realize
1: that's fair we do mostly focus on horror horror jason yeah and film. the and the
0: you know um the very uh, tentative title of elevated horror.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Stream 5 was shooting at A24, even though they used Babadook as the sacrificial lamb (laughs) there. But
3: Also, the wallpaper in this movie, it felt just like a a, a hollow way to have something on the wall because it's very busy, but they don't have any, like, family photos from what I remember. Well,
1: yeah, that's what I was talking about. Because they're European. Well, also, we're doing a malignant here where they're living in a dollhouse. It's kind of like, you know, for looks and it's not really operational. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there was which a, is, which is not very European. Is it not? No, they're very operational. Well, Especially they... Scandinavian. I imagine they're all what, like, what country are we in? Well, Finland, I believe.
0: Oh, the Finnish uh, yeah, are yeah. Very. Oh yeah. That's right. How could I forget? Because at the beginning of this film, <laughs> I talked a lot about the Finns. Fins are interesting folks. Oh, yeah. We had two Finnish Formula One drivers. Oh, my we God. We only have one now. They, <laughs> they're a different bunch, man. They are a different bunch. Are they? Do they look like they're inbred? I like the Fins. But they have like magical they, they, they abilities? Do those, they do have tiny little beady eyes. Oh, I like that. And they're, they're both very cold <laughs> and um, very funny, but you could not be more deadpan than the Fins. The Finns yeah. the Finns are very cold people.
1: I mostly only know uh Finland through their music. Through like <laughs> fucking terrible music. I mean, yeah. like lordy or like 69 Eyes or Fin Troll, like Fin Troll. yeah, folk metal.
3: I don't know. I, I like power metal too. You I know, <laughs> Finland.
1: I read the meanest review about Fin Who's kind of like a they're a cool band, but somebody <laughs> I like, fuck. Oh god, I can't remember the blog. I don't know. I it doesn't matter. They they mentioned uh, how there was no mosh pit at Fintral, but there was a sort of pseudo-rave happening in the middle of the floor, uh, occupied by a bunch of people who dug out their Hot Topic Dr. Seuss hats. Oh. Yeah. So if you could imagine being at that fucking show. Do you remember when that was a thing? Um, oh, my. No, you didn't own one. yeah. Uh, Don't you fucking say it. Oh, uh... yeah i definitely had one no you didn't this hat? is a bit i don't believe no. it i don't I, know what hat the doctor suits like the really big cat in the hat yeah i'd oxana might own one she was a hot topic goth through no, and through i, I had
3: I one never i don't even know what hat
1: i had oxana smoked cloves okay so you smoked cloves dude that's oh the most goth thing you could do. Oh she also drank God. coffee all the time.
3: I still drink coffee all the time. And you so drink really. coffee all the
1: time. Yeah. Well, David Lynch <laughs> fucking talks about it every day. What no, do you want me to I, do?
0: I had a I had a cat in the hat. No, you hat. didn't. No, I didn't know. No, no a... you. Di-
1: I refuse to believe Russell, this.
0: Let me explain. It was uh, it was not red and white. It was black and gold. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was... Why did you own it? Because of my uh, <laughs> collegiate alliance. Wh- I would wear it to sporting events. Oh, I fucking hate you. Really? Yeah. What, what, what was the rest of the attire? Just the same color scheme. Oh, well, like a bathrobe? <laughs> You're like, yeah, flash people right around my... No, I my... had it. Yeah, I had oh, the cat in my... the hat
3: Like hat, the God. literal cat in the hat, like the red and white stripe thing? No, he just yes. said it was
0: black and gold.
3: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But
0: yes, that was it. Oh my god! Really? Hundred percent. Do you still have it? Somewhere. Oh my god! Somewhere. I'm of all the fedoras and shit you owned. I that's also, the only thing I'm i have depressed had, about. I had that hat. I had a hat that was um, it was latex. It was a latex eagle head. Oh, that, <laughs> that was cool. i I understand that. I had a giant. Do you remember in Dumb and Dumber where uh? They had the giant cowboy hat. Yeah. I had one like, of those. I get that. I had a lot of hats. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had a Jamaican. Oh, God, with the... Rastafarian. With uh, the dreads? With the dreads. I had right. one of those. I had a hat that was a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I had, hamburger? I had an Afro wig. Oh my God. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, but I put a visor in it. So that way it looked looked cool. (laughs) Oh
1: my God.
0: (laughs) Had a lot of hats, man. Did you have a Jimmy hat? Condom? (laughs) Never had a need. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Hatching. Hat. Hat is in the title. This is like one of those 23 moments, dude.
0: Yeah. Hatching. Randy gave it five stars on Letterboxd that and licorice pizza the only two five stars he's ever given that's a good double feature dude. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right rj okay i mean we went so long on that you want me to do one or what do i all have? Right,
0: well give us a choice
1: let's let's put the bag uh, you give know I'll, I'll
0: be quick um that that's that no i'll be quick last
1: night um uh, we had uh, one of our many Film Fest meetings because uh, we're in the thick of it now. Get ready for that because we're going to start announcing stuff and uh, I'm excited about it. So Unnamed Footage Festival 5 is around the corner. And we had um Jasadi over, who we've mentioned three times now in this episode. And uh, I did the thing I love where I have... Um, Somebody who loves film And I'm like, me too, I own a bunch Let's watch one, and then we spend an hour Trying to fucking pick a movie We whittled it down to Three films Um, One, uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock Which I've never seen Uh, Two, Personal Shopper Is that Peter Weir? Yeah, Um, some exploitation Personal Shopper, which I've never seen Even though I love k Stu And I know you guys yelled at me forever to watch it It's good, good texting scenes and the movie we watched, which is a uh, debut film of Errol Morris called Gates to Heaven, about a pet cemetery in California. Now, when we were hanging out with our uh, bro, my current man crush, Jorge Torres Torres, and we were uh, drinking, he told the story about how <clears throat> Werner Herzog would eat his shoe if Errol Morris had, would make a film. Just get out and do it. And I was like, dude, we talked about this with Jorge. Maybe we should just throw it on. Because I, even though I've bought three copies of the Criterion release, I'd never seen the movie.
0: Why do you have three copies?
1: Because I just kept buying it. Before we had the app that kept track of everything we owned, I just kept thinking, oh, fuck, I got get, get to get Gates of Heaven. And also, um, it's a double feature with Vernon, Florida. So it's like, oh, you have the to own that. Superior film. Oh, I don't know. I think they're a powerful double feature.
0: Vernon, right, Florida.
1: I think Gates of Heaven is a more clear um, work. Where Vernon, Florida is kind of demanding for people who don't yeah. understand,
0: like... Which makes it better, because it doesn't spoon-feed <laughs> to the demons. No,
1: now, you've never seen Gates of Heaven, right? Don't need to! Dude, you'd love it. Okay. You, you would love it. Um, Gates of Heaven is a film about um, a pet cemetery up in Northern California, and uh, without getting too deep into the weeds, what the conclusion I came to is that it's pretty much an... Uh, it's kind of a beautiful articulation of how of all the different spirits a business can uh, can hold, and it's kind of like you know you can have like a very virtuous business that's made for a community, like Halloween, and yeah, like Halloween. And no, here's the thing: so with the pet cemetery originally the character we're talking to he's doing it just out of pure love and he talks about how when your community has a need you should try and fulfill it and that's really what humans should be doing and he's like there's a lot of people who have pets that they love and we should we shouldn't be like sending them to a rendering plant cut to the rendering plant and uh here's where we get a first contrast we get a homegrown business where it's love that's really the motivator and then we get a secret rendering plant who the even the owner talks about how he doesn't really tell people like it can ruin a dinner party when he mentions where he works yeah and he often mentions that how you don't even smell it unless you really get in the building and again a rendering plant is where you send animals to be um uh taken apart and used for things like glue anyway Mm -hmm. he tells a story about how they have a contract with the zoo that they never talk about because the zoo doesn't really like it oh boy and uh when an elephant died They'd put out a fake uh, news article saying, like, oh, yeah, the elephant's gone. We got rid of him. And he's like, they didn't get rid of him. We went over there and got a forklift and picked him up. He's like, we had the elephant back here. We rendered that damn thing. He's like, how crazy is that? We have a secret. And he's just like, the whole motivation here is that he's got an effective business. What do you do with the elephant? Uh, you, you boil it down and you take the bones and you turn it into paste. The and you, heart,
3: the article they put out said, no, yeah, he's buried in the pet cemetery.
1: Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, the elephant's right over here. And he's like, he ain't over there. We put him in the vat. And like, he's such a lively, weird character. And he's not a bad guy, but he's totally of a business mindset. Sure. Now, the other dude who, uh, his, his story, I'll, I'll ruin this for you, uh, ends with bankruptcy because even though he's got a lot of heart, he doesn't care about like trying to run a business and the people who fund him love him because you know, he's a very lonely dude in a wheelchair. And that's another thing with this movie, pet owners and why people own pets. And when all you have is your dog and the dog dies, what you turn into. Oh man, it's a heavy movie. The third act, we pivot into a family. Who's kind of a perfect blend of we do this for grieving people, but we also run a fucking business. And, uh, this is a good film. It's really good. Um, After we finished it, on the, the Blu-ray that Criterion put out, they also have the short film where Werner Herzog eats his shoe. Yes. Which is uh, incredible. He did it up in Berkeley. They screened the film, and then uh, he wheeled it out. Was Klaus there? No. And, dude, Werner Man, he's the fucking filmmaker I love. He got on stage and called that room a bunch of cowards. He said, <laughs> he said, you know why I'm eating my shoe? He's like, you know why I'm eating the shoe the day I was talking to him that I was wearing? Do you know why I wore these shoes here? And he's like, because I made a promise to somebody and he came through and I I respect people who aren't cowards. And he's like, how many people in this room want to make a movie? But you're not. He's like, change it. And when you do when you do something like that I need to follow through. So dude, it that shoe they put garlic cloves in it and they boiled it. They put it in a big vat and uh they had a chef there try to they poured like seal fat on it or something. It was duck fat. Duck fat to and soften
3: it. Seal fat. <laughs>
0: Seal fat. Seals have a lot of fat.
3: My God,
0: we have to keep. We have to babysit you no, at no, all no. times.
1: See, I'm, I'm riffing here and uh, seal fat. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite singer. Anyway, they you know they softened the leather and uh, it. Oh my God, it I don't does think not it help. Worked. <laughs> no, and when he pulled it out, it only looked. Dude, it looked like a fucking carcass. It was so gross, and he was. He's unwavering. We got a young Herzog here too. It's so incredible. I, I highly recommend y'all seek out that short film. Um, and yeah, uh, Gates of Heaven was great. And then uh, we went to the Roxy on Monday to uh, partake in our former guest, uh, Jake Eisgar, the new program director at the Alamo SF, who is still doing Transmission. The man is fucking crazy. Transmissions? Transmissions, which is uh, a monthly program now and um he was showing um an altman film three women now man we we were fucking tired and i was like we got it honestly we only went to support jake i expected nothing out of the movie i knew it was two hours long and it started post 9 p.m on a school night i was a little dude i was a little worried i'm not gonna lie uh i came equipped with a coffee i bought a coffee and um I was like, all right, uh, Robert Altman, uh, the former program director at the Alamo, Mike Keegan, uh, his favorite director. And I, you know, Mike wouldn't normally get energized talking about filmmakers, and he would never get energized the way he talked about Robert Altman. So I'm like, all right, perfect storm. Also, this is an Altman film. Uh, the synopsis is two roommates, physical therapist, one a vain woman, and the other an awkward teenager share an incredibly bizarre relationship. <laughs> That's got Randy written all over it. So when Randy texted and said, hey, this movie's great, I was like, all right, I got to do it. The problem with these kind of films, when they're not like, steeped in genre, it's kind of hard to like prime yourself for what you're about to get into. So when Randy chimed in, I'm like, OK, we'll probably get long shots. It'll it, well paced film. But when you got Shelley Duvall and Sissy Spacek as the two leads, I'm like, that's enough for me. They're both genre stars and. um. You know, the wife from The Shining and the uh, little girl from Carrie, Carrie, uh, teaming up to do a weird, surreal kind of like girls living together story. Man, what a fucking great movie. And I couldn't shut up about it. Um, This also, again, at the Roxy, we watched Wake and Fright, the Australian film about killing kangaroos and drinking yeah. beer. Um, that movie. I felt possessed by the film and I had to drink many a beer to partake in that movie. Uh, this one did it to me too. There's a lot of scenes where they're hanging out at a bar and they just like, it's great because Shelley Duvall who plays a uh, Millie, she does a thing that I read in like a fashion don't ask why in a fashion magazine where there's like female etiquette. And it was like, you should never finish your drink when you go to a bar. It doesn't matter if people buy it or you buy it. You never finish your drink. And it's kind of like a, uh, a power exchange it's it's etiquette and she does all those like little nuances throughout the film um this is a fucking great movie again post 9 p.m. 2 hours long never even got a heavy eyelid i think oksana fell asleep briefly
3: i didn't fall asleep but i yawned because there's a lot of very like cozy sleep scenes
1: sleep is a theme in this movie also so is <laughs> uh duality female <laughs> relationships um there's this beautiful moment where uh they work with a pair of twins and everybody's mean to the twins you twins? don't know why dude and and um pinky rose played by um uh sissy she she asked the question of shelly because she's kind of like this annoying little sister at this point in the movie and she's like do you think twins ever wake up and don't know which one they are and then shelly devolves like what <laughs> what the hell are you talking about she's like or do they ever trade do you think like they just trade and like one will be the other and it's this really childish question that gives a beautiful insight into what we're doing in this movie. There's a moment where our two leads role swap, and it's almost like you don't know until it's already been like 20 minutes. And it's such a like profound moment. Dude, I fucking love this movie. Also... There's a character you would love, Clark. He works at kind of a rundown bar that looks like it's a um, theme park for a western that never was, Ooh. and uh, kind of like the Fries in Palo Alto. Yeah, R. R. dude, <laughs> kind of like that. If it was a bar, <laughs> not oh, all right, yeah, don't talk about that. Uh, damn it, man. I'm sad we lost Fries. Yeah. I can't get although their Blu-ray section turned to shit anyway, but their porn section never hurt. You can fucking get porn for whatever. <laughs> um, the, any, the, the guy that runs the bar shows up. And uh, Shelly's talking about me. It's like, yeah, he used to be in the show Wyatt Earp. He was Mm -hmm. a stuntman for Wyatt Earp. So he comes out. He walks right out of like a Tarantino film. Like this is a perfect movie for Tarantino to borrow from. He comes out, starts doing gun tricks because he's got a gun on a holster. Clark, you would love this motherfucker. Look,
0: this, I, you know, it's a shame I haven't seen uh, this I'm I'm an Altman fan. You know, Nashville is one of my favorite films of all time. He straight up goes,
1: ladies, watch out. There's a rattlesnake. And they're like,
0: what? What?
1: And he walks over and lifts this like fake boulder. And there's like a fake snake under it. I'm like, oh, Clark would fucking love this. And then, you know, we get a lot of Randy stuff. Um, The other woman, if you're wondering, this is called Three Women, is a kind of ignored housewife who is married to the uh, Wyatt Earp stuntman. And she just paints these crazy, kind of like reptilian people at the bottom of pools. And there's a lot of duality here. We got an empty pool and a full pool. One's in the desert. One's in the hotel. It's a beautiful movie with a lot to chew on. Um, Randy, what, what would you give it out of five stars? Two. I think he's like a four and a half.
2: Probably. It's a good question. I haven't seen this for years. It was one of the like pretty early like Criterion movies I got. So I haven't seen it for a really long time, but uh, yeah, I do remember it being very like kind of hypnotic and just, yeah. Surreal in a, in a way that isn't like Lynch surreal. I know I say that a lot, but yeah,
1: no, no, that's perfect because it's very smooth. And when things are changing, you almost don't know until they're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so dude, it's incredible. Also, (laughs) When I started the whole like overlook thing, this is exactly the type of movie I would avoid because uh, you're hearing me ramble on about it. I'm sure there are brilliant people who have done deep explorations of this film and uh, have a lot more to say, but I, I do think even if you're kind of like a light uh, genre fan or like, you know, you only really like horror, there's something here for you. If, if you can fuck with like repulsion or like um, early Polanski stuff, definitely check this one out and don't be scared of the runtime because this movie fucking it flies by um yeah it's incredible i honestly if there's a good release of this we should probably buy it now i've seen two robert altman films <laughs> three okay, women nice. and OC and stiggs again mike keegan showed that on i think it was a Prince right. at the alamo so dude i'm an alt
0: head now we gotta get you to watch nashville man I don't know The title makes me bored No Nashville's great I believe you And at the You know My the- favorite ending In any film mm-hmm. Go ahead and spoil it Right now <laughs> It's great
1: Then I can get All these complaints About dude Clark spoiled Nashville <laughs> Oh they, they
0: sing a song
1: At the end Oh And we all know End credit music Can ruin a movie for you
0: No Well it can What
1: movie was it You were just talking about Were you like The fucking end credits Oh ruin- uh, Boiling Point Boiling Point Okay oh. Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> why I didn't make the top five, dude. That was terrible. Anyway, Jake, you're doing God's work. As we continue to lose theaters out here, we really need to like keep this culture alive. Uh,
3: also, the Roxy's new seats are amazing. I don't think they're in yet. Were those the new ones? Yeah. They're in,
1: yeah. They've been in. Oh, I don't know. You know, part of the torture of the old seats out here in the theaters was always part of the appeal for me. And
0: the, <laughs> and the new bathrooms. You're right. You know what? Because
1: the Roxy used to have cup holders that anything you bought at the roxy would slide right through yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm not the only one that's done that right no where you're like oh cool and then you put it in it just went right to the floor <laughs> yeah it didn't happen i should have noticed like oh new yeah. seat can put my phone in there you i put my phone in mine uh,
0: Whoop! It, it fell yeah
4: oh my god
0: all right uh we got any plugs we got anything Mm. What we got if we, if we do if you got some plugs, Randy, hit your little keyboard. Let's get a little let's get a little net sounds going on, son.
1: <laughs> we need to do a video component because Randy's face right there was too good. We call that a shit eating grin. <laughs> I don't know. Is there even
2: plugs, or are we just playing keyboard for no reason?
0: <laughs> I know it's cool. It's a nice. Do movie. we need
1: a reason,
2: Randy? I guess not. I can say that hopefully you will join us next week for the first big cinematic event of 2022. Jackass forever. (laughs)
0: Slash. (laughs) Moonfall.
3: Also, the next transmissions sf screening is the scary of 61st at the end of february and it's on 35. yeah so
1: if you're in the bay area come out nice. to that i think it's a print too
3: it is 35 millimeter.
1: oh fuck! i'm excited for that fancy bye we could read the purge fan fiction there before
0: <laughs> all right anything else
1: anything more? um no uh again this is not for the audience this is for everybody in the room and in atlanta Found footage, February. Keep it in mind. I know saying that will probably make Clark go hard the other direction, but yeah, we we owe it now.
0: All right. Before we cut you loose, Randy Michael, send us home.
2: (laughs) That's it. My sign-off was going to be Jackass Forever, so we'll (laughs) see you next week when we cover Jackass
4: Forever.